Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yeah, welcome in, pro wrestling fans. Here on a Saturday, it is time for the weekend edition of Busted Open Radio. I'm your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell. And joining me in for the world's strongest man on this Saturday, we got the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. And I am so happy to have Tommy alongside on this Saturday because as we found out last night on SmackDown, fans are returning to WWE. We got a tour. We got some dates of the 25 city tour to tell you about we're going to get tommy dreamers thoughts on the return of fans the return of touring how that's going to affect storylines the talent and so much more and of course fans it wouldn't be a saturday edition of busted open radio without giving you our weekly winner for the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling now all you got to do is sit back relax click play let's get it going busted open on a weekend Live from the Sirius XM studios in New York City, this is Busted Open. Your only destination for daily pro wrestling talk in the entire world. From the independent scene to the main event of WrestleMania, no one covers pro wrestling like Busted Open. Eddie Guerrero was Busted Open. Hot topics, breaking news, and interviews with some of the biggest names in the game. A show designed for the fan, by the fan. Old school. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Meets new school. Busted open. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Live now. Yeah, let's get it, pro wrestling fans. Here on a Saturday, it is time for the weekend edition of Busted Open. I'm Ryan McKinnell holding it down out here in Fight Capital USA, Las Vegas, Nevada. And joining me today on the weekend edition of busted open my tag team partner he is the innovator of violence in for the world's strongest man the one and only tommy dreamer what's up big man how you doing good morning i'm doing great it's a lovely day and we get to talk about professional wrestling it's good stuff that is absolutely what we are going to do here on a Saturday, Tommy Dreamer. Three hours of professional wrestling talk. We're going to be getting to SmackDown. We're going to be talking a little ROH. Of course, we got Weekly Winner coming up in Hour 3. And Tommy Dreamer, a uh, little known fact today as we kick off this Saturday show. We're celebrating Undertaker Day here on Busted Open because one year ago today, Tommy Dreamer, the great Mark Calloway, Undertaker showing up on Busted Open and, and making Dave LaGreca and the boys' dreams all come true. Yeah, man, that was uh, Dave had a bucket list. He's like only got like one or two right. more and he's interviewed every single person he's ever wanted to. The one That's is Vince over. McMahon. I don't think he's going to get that. 
<laughs> you know, you, you spe- especially after uh, the zombie rant on Sunday. You catch that one, uh, Dreamer? I just don't think he's ever going to – I don't <laughs> think Vince would agree to do the show, and Dave's first question would be about uh, – how could you have purchased Georgia yeah. Championship Wrestling at Black Saturday? <laughs> Vince would be like, who the hell is this? Uh, he hates pro wrestling. <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave. We'll probably talk about some zombies a little bit later in the show, too, and, and talk about my general concern for Dave LaGreca's overall health. Boy, that guy runs hot. And you know what? Damn it. I like it. I like it, but it doesn't mean I'm not concerned. But speaking of liking it, Tommy Dreamer as... We're going to get into SmackDown. There was plenty to get from SmackDown, but there may be no bigger news from Friday night. The show kicking off with the Parade of Champions and then uh, the announcement being made officially on the show would have been making the rounds on social media yesterday. Tommy Dreamer, brother, I have been waiting 18 months to say this. The fans are back. WWE is going back on the road starting July 16th out there at the Toyota Center for Friday Night SmackDown in Houston. And then the first pay-per-view. I know we had WrestleMania. I I know. I I get that. But the first pay-per-view back with fans signaling in the entire return of fans. July 18th, Money in the Bank, Dickies Arena, Fort Worth, Texas. Tommy, this is exciting times, man. Absolutely. Uh, I enjoyed the show, but I especially enjoyed all the hype for announcing that WWE is returning to live events. I think the first one is going to be Friday, July 16th in Houston and then uh, Money in the Bank. And then we have a Monday Night Raw. Uh, I had said it once AEW announced they were going to start touring. It's going to be a mad dash between Florida (laughs) and Texas. So Kudos to you, Florida and Texas. You are going to be getting a lot of wrestling. But, uh, you know, as long as everybody's responsible, because at the bottom line, at the end of the day, it's about money and it's about, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, asses and seats. So we finally get to see that. And by looking at how the Texas Rangers have been filling up their arena, I look for those arenas to be full because, uh, you know, wrestling fans want to get out there and enjoy themselves some professional wrestling. Hopefully uh, you remember wear your masks and have a lot of fun. <laughs> well, Tommy, you talk about, uh, you know, professional wrestling fans being excited to be back. I mean, everyone is excited to be back. I went to a GCW show. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, uh, last Saturday in Vegas, the crowd was insanely hot. Um, you heard the crowd, obviously, at WrestleMania. Um Obviously, I haven't been able. I was at uh, uh, the Mission Pro event a few uh, Saturdays ago in Austin. I haven't been able to obviously get back in the full swing of things, but getting little tastes here and there. People are losing their minds in a good way, in a good way. Like, I mean, it's just everyone's there to have fun. You're booing the heels. You're cheering the faces. Everyone is there to buy in and, I don't know, experience together in ways that, I mean, listen, if you love live events like we do, um. I think you're always going to have that excitement. It was always in there. But sometimes the crowd didn't live up to your expectations, or maybe someone wasn't on the same wavelength as you, or someone wasn't as excited as you are. I'm not seeing any of that, Tommy. Everyone's just really excited to get back out in events, and I'm I'm sure that's going to apply doubly for the WWE universe. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I actually got a cameo yesterday, and a fan asked me about if I had some amazing moments uh, or memories about wrestling at the UK. And I would be like, you know, every – wrestler always talks about myself included the crowds in the UK and especially when you're not performing anymore in front of live fans but I was like think of how special that was because in the UK was always the loudest always the you know the funnest 
And it's because they appreciated it more because they only got it once, maybe twice a year. And now everything that you took for granted in your life, you had every, we all had this wake up call. And now you can appreciate that I get to see this person. I always said it before COVID about even indie shows, or I always wanted to meet this person uh, at like a convention or something. And then now, if you think of how, how many people we lost during COVID yeah. and, you know, wrestlers. Just last uh, week, Tommy. Yeah, but it's like you can't meet them anymore. So yeah. I think that appreciation for life and doing things is going to be doubled and tripled. So I think, you know, everyone is going to have this great time. I mean, hell, you you and I were talking off camera last week about when you were home, what surged because people are sitting home, vinyl, baseball cards, these Zoom uh, virtual signings, all that stuff happened because of COVID. It's like, man, I always wanted that as a kid. You know what? I'm sitting at home. I'm going to buy that. So, you know, I think now it's people are going to do things that they always put off doing. And that's cool because you can enjoy, enjoy life more. Well, I love the comparison you made to London and the fact that, Hey, these crowds are always so hot. They're always so into it. They're always playing their role better than just about any other city in the world. And it is because yes, it's a wrestling stronghold. The history is rich, but it's to Tommy's point. It's because they don't get it a lot. How long has been London asking for a WrestleMania, right? Not even just a WrestleMania. Give us something. Give us give us anything, right? Uh, the fact that they, they appreciate it more, that's a beautiful thing because I do agree with you, Tommy. That is what this whole country is feeling, that sort of FOMO, the missing out, the appreciation of what we had so often. <laughs> like, I mean, especially being here in Vegas, Tommy. You know it. Impact was here. Well, the last time I saw you face-to-face was when you were here in Vegas, right? Obviously, ROH does their anniversary shows. There's rumors that, you know, uh, 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 WWE might be coming here for SummerSlam, right? This is a city, uh, a wrestling stronghold, where... I basically had pro wrestling coming in every single week, if not every single week, every single couple of weeks. The option was there for me all the time, Tommy. Even I took it for granted. That won't be happening again. Yeah, no. Listen, how many times when I would have uh, out-of-state visitors come to New York City and they'll be like, you know, you ever go to the Empire State Building? No. Or, you know, think about the before 9-11, the skyline of New York City, you know, the Twin Towers. That was a big sure. touristy thing. They're no longer there and, you know, a horrible incident. But we weren't allowed to go out. S- certain countries are still in, in lockdown. I remember when I took, I always wanted to go to Japan or Australia. Those were my two, like, go-to places. Man, when I was there, I was so excited and performing in front of those crowds off the charts when i brought my own company house of hardcore to australia the wrestling fans were like man this is so big because they would see one maybe tops two american at a show and i'm here i am bringing off a litany of wrestlers that they've seen like we have we don't get this and the australian scene kind of lit up with you know they saw wow well this is exciting we're gonna just do that and bring a lot of americans over as well and even like you said it too with the UK, they used to only get their own pay-per-views, yeah. like market-specific pay-per-views that would only air there. You couldn't see them uh, in the States. 
So they were very, very excluded. The only one they ever had was the SummerSlam with Brett and Davey Boy. Think about that in the history and the lineage of professional wrestling that uh, that occurs. (laughs) Or you, you look at how happy the fans are when you go to Saudi Arabia. And every wrestler who, you know, dealt with the travel issues and all the the stuff going there, they're like, man, you had to hear the crowd and you had to see the faces of the fans because, again, they don't get it. Where you just talk about, you know, when, oh, WWE uh, comes here like once every two years or once every three years, that up in Canada that occurs, or even there's other places uh, I'll be talking when I, when I finally got all my 50 States, people are like, man, I never came to, I never wrestled in Wyoming or I never wrestled Montana. Like really WWE. They're like, uh, they only came here like, uh, once in like five years. Yeah, and I wasn't, right. I wasn't there in those five years. So it's just, it's nuts, dude. It really is. Uh, so I, I love the fact that we are opening up, you know, and people hopefully are getting vaccinated and, but just be smart about it and have fun. Absolutely. You talk about, uh, uh, you know, fans in, in places that aren't used to pro wrestling shows. This is on topic, but a little bit of a pivot, just general as it popped into my head. Did you see that uh, dark side of the ring this week about the uh, collision in North Korea and WCW going over to North Korea in the nine in 95? No, I haven't. I okay. had uh, I was on the road for a full week, Wednesday to Wednesday. And then uh, okay, I came home and I had to watch. Raw? No, I had to watch <laughs> AEW from last week. I had to watch yeah. AEW, SmackDown, MLW, Raw, NXT, AEW, all in technically two days because I had to do the show Friday, and I knew I was doing the show with you, so I had to be all caught up. Yeah, It was a lot. All right, well, uh, what a watch that was. We can talk about it you know, later down the road or whatever. Uh, that was not a story that I was particularly, I mean, you had heard rumblings. You obviously talked about it on various podcasts, but to have it put together in that hour format and the wildness of Two Cold Scorpio and Road Warrior Hawk, I mean, that was just a batshit insane story. So I'll just say this uh, out there, Nation, if you didn't catch the latest episode of Dark Side of the Ring, make sure you go out and watch it because talk about weird locales, historic locales, people that uh, uh, don't get to see pro wrestling often. Yeah, North Korea is at the top of the list. So that was uh, documented well over the week. So, uh, Tommy, as we get back to the WWE on the road starting in mid-July, this is obviously a limited schedule right now. We don't have uh, a ton of information outside those initial cities, but you have got to think that uh, WWE is going to be hitting all the strongholds, right? Boston, Chicago, Los Angeles, just getting back to those uh, uh, venues sooner rather than later, right? Yeah, uh, Andre, the producing giant, just said 25-city tour, um, which is cool. And again, the presentation, and uh, Vince McMahon is always about perception is reality. How they built that up, I mean, think about it what live events used to be, it would either be a graphic, a scroll, and it would be the week before the show. Or here's Monday. Hey, this Friday, we're rolling into, it wasn't the old school, like even Howard Finkel. In three weeks, we're coming to Our Lady of Guadalupe in Queens, New York. They presented this. They showed it was in major uh, websites. They took clips. They're building this up because, yeah, man, they want to return. Same with, a- same with AEW, you know, double or nothing. It's going to be full uh, full fans. 
it's the excitement factor. It's also the money factor. Um, sure. But they the buildup and the anticipation, that championship row thing was was great. Hey, here's all the champions. These are people you're probably going to see if you come to a live event. Yeah. And you've been yeah. sitting watching the, you know, wrestlers perform in front of no fans in the Thunderdome for what, a year and a half now? The presentation yeah. is is everything because perception is reality. You know you're going to have a lot of fun when a wrestling show rolls in. Eight seven three four 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 eight nine three eight seven seven fight ninety three. What do you got to say, Nation? We've been waiting a long, long time for this. Are you going to be going and checking out the WWE or whoever when uh, you know things get back underway? How excited are you? What do you think about fans? returning also the question i'm gonna ask Tommy dreamer when we return how will the storylines progress now that the wwe cannot control the crowd very important questions and plenty more coming your way here on a saturday i'm ryan mckinnell that is the one and only innovator of violence tommy dreamer this is busted open we'll be right back after a quick break Body slams, power bombs, and pile drivers. If it's pro wrestling, we have you covered. This is Busted Open on Sirius XM Fight Nation. Hey everyone, this is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the Sirius XM app and Apple Podcasts. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities. Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. Yeah, that's right. We are back. Here, hour three on a Saturday weekly winter time. We got Tommy Dreamer in for the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And it's weekly winter time, Tommy, where we give the pro wrestling world, the busted open nation, our vote for the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling. So, Tommy, from Monday through Friday, a lot of good, some bad, a little quirky. A lot of in between. It's weekly winter time. Where are you leaning, buddy? Uh, first off, Andre, the producing giant, I got to put you on the spot. I host this show a lot on Saturdays. I want my own friggin' Ryan McKinnell and Tommy Dreamer are here when Mark yeah. Henry's not here. It's just one name. I think Great things name. come to those who wait. So if, I, I got you. If friggin' I, I want it just like this. When you call the airline and they're like, we will call you back in three hours. And then they say, say your name. And I go, Tommy dreamer. That's all I need. It's that simple. <laughs> Come on. Actually, when I Can do that all the time, like I recommend everyone do that. Cause they don't listen. I'll be like wrestling God, Tommy dreamer. And then when they call you back, you'll hear we're looking for wrestling God, Tommy dreamer. I do that all the time. Uh, anyway, my show, if you haven't heard from me praising it all show today, my weekly winner 
yes every show which i literally watched freaking so many hours in a row i loved everything i saw but the simplicity and the greatness which was known as friday night smackdown is my weekly winner this week all right all right well it was a good show it was uh it was, okay, a, a little short on matches in terms of, I think there was only actually four matches on the card, but Tommy, the pacing, as you said, the vignettes, the vignette with Aleister Black, and then having him show up to end the show. We always talk about it, right? Surprises are always great. Surprises always kind of uh, uh, get the nod or at least help any sort of show as we talk about Weekly Winner because it's always good to get that pop, right? And Aleister Black coming back, and then that main event, the four-way for the Intercontinental Championship that that was about as good as it got for the week in terms of actual uh, matches. But you head back to Monday Night Raw, and I know there's a lot of talk about Monday Night Raw. Um, Ryan, hang on one second. That match, I watched that match, and I also, for time, that the main event went into the ring at 9.33. So those guys had all that time to tell the story. And when you have great performers like the four of them, you're going to get a great wrestling match out of that. Because the worst is when you have no time for that. But they had a good 20-plus minutes to put on one hell of a main event, and that's why it also delivered. I'm sorry, continue. Monday Night Raw. No, no. No, you're good. No, and also, I didn't even mind the interference from Aleister Black because... It was a great match, and I'm supposed to feel emotional that I didn't see a finish. I'm pissed that I didn't see a finish, which immediately uh, gets me invested in Big E and Aleister Black. Now, a question to you, because someone chimed in, and let me see if I can pull up my Twitter machine here. Uh, As Bully Ray likes to say, I'm going to be, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find this. But I I just want to get his name. Oh, I got it. It was Rich in Kansas. Got Rich, Jayhawk Rich on Twitter. He goes, doesn't anyone worry with Black coming for Big E that his so-called push is over? That's my first thought about it. Tommy, I mean, that is a good question. The fact that, you know, he's not going to be in the title picture and he's going to be working seemingly, uh, we're talking about Big E, with Aleister Black. Does that concern you about this rumored mega push that they were given to Big E? Well, okay, but they haven't finished telling the Cesaro story. They haven't finished another layer with Seth Rollins. Uh think of think of this. Again, I'm playing matchmaker. I have the Usos. If the Usos decide to go one way, think of a Seth Rollins Roman Reigns to get togetherness. And or a three-way with Seth Rollins, Cesaro, Roman Reigns. Think of Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns versus the Usos. Think of all these different factions you can get into when you have you have a lot of possibilities going that way. With with Big E, man, maybe the time will be right for if he's got this feud with Alistair Black. Or what if I have this heel, Alistair Black, who's just going to start picking fights with everybody, not just Big yes, E. Please. And yes, I know he has a bit of a history with Big E. What if he comes out and takes out a Mysterio? What if he comes out and takes out uh, in that big return tag match uh, next week? What if he goes and takes one of them out? If he's one of these hired hitman assassins, uh, but doing it for his own merit, there's a lot of places you can go with it. I mean, honestly, a lot of places. What if next week he takes out Kevin Owens? If he starts whacking every single person, everyone's going to, he's going to be the most hated man there. Gives you a lot of different options. Again, 
but I always say, and just to answer the person's tweet, we literally have seen the first sentence of a book of a new character named Alistair Black. And when you have that and when you're creative, you can go so many different directions with a character like that. Good stuff. Good stuff, Tommy. And yeah, back to the three hours on uh, Monday Night Raw, uh, improving slightly. Uh, 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 I like the uh, Oscar and, and Charlotte stuff and RK Bro continuing to, uh, you know, entertain me on some level. But Monday not getting weekly winner from me. Can I just say something about Tuesday, Tommy? And I haven't gotten to talk to you about this because, you know, when we do a show, it's so often Saturday and we're so far removed from Tuesdays often uh, hit row on NXT so often when the WWE tries to do oh how do I be kind about this contemporary urban gimmick I don't know it's so so often it feels like they miss the boat with something like hit row Tommy every single part of that faction on NXT right from swerve to everybody else involved the music the look the logo, the confidence, the group in general. I know it's early, but I, I can't even begin to explain really uh, how intrigued I am by this because if it's this good now, I can't imagine what it's going to be three or four months from now. It just feels like the perfect faction at the perfect time, which is kind of rare so, for WWE, I feel like sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, we had Swerve on the show. And yep. if he's still allowed to have his input, uh, that group will get over and get over big time. I was so impressed with their in-ring debut. And I was like, you have now, because we know Strickland is uh, a star in the, in the making. I was like, you now have two more bona fide players in that group. And now the last key is the, the girl to get in there and do something. And if you have her light it up, you're like, man, what's this group going to do? It is really exciting. And yes, listen to swerve, listen to swerve. I, if that is his entirety of his creation and that is his vision, do not step on that. Do not stop it because again, it is perfect. And those things, again, those gimmicks, sometimes they can, they can, they can teeter on the edge of corny dated, right? You, you don't feel like the people that are telling the story on TV are the ones with the input in it oftentimes, or at least not enough. I do not feel that way with hit row. It feels like it works. Also the, uh, the kind of, what was that quadruple promo they ran Tuesday where they were kind of like sharks circling their prey and they were kind of just coming into the camera and saying one thing and then going off. Like, they their timing tommy it works like it just it that is clearly a faction that works so i just can't say enough good things about them it's different and when you're different yep especially now you think about the most uh prolific statement new jack said was when his trainer ray candy said you have to think of something that's never been thought of before that's so yeah like how are you going to get people to just be different different is good especially in our business is good and yeah it's talking about a, a different title change uh, in the main event on tuesday bronson reed thick boy one of mark and i's favorites the big man getting it in and defeating johnny gargano uh to become new nxt north american champion that was a hell of a main event tuesday night was absolutely 
uh, awesome. But we get to Wednesday, Tommy, and I'm going to just say it right now. AEW is getting my weekly winner, and it's for a few reasons. Um, I felt like they had it all. You talk about SmackDown having it all. I absolutely agree. It was a great two-hour show. Uh, but to, just Wednesday, AEW Dynamite from the promo uh, that Moxley and Kingston cut a little bit earlier in the show to get me a little hype for it about just kicking ass and taking names. Uh, obviously, Max Caster with the uh, oral sessions line. I thought that and what the acclaimed is doing. I I really am intrigued by what they're mm-hmm. doing. Uh, the delivery is awesome. I thought it al- added an extra element of uh, venom to that match. Christian Cage. Tommy, listen, I know you think highly of that man. Uh, A lot of people in the industry think highly of Christian Cage. Uh, Fans have been, I feel like, back and forth on him for so many years, even going back to, you know, 10, 15 years ago. People have a lot of opinions on Christian Cage. I'll say this, Tommy. I didn't always see what some people thought. I shouldn't say I wasn't a fan of Christian. I just wasn't like, like he wasn't one of my guys, right? I didn't always see what other people saw. I'm starting to see it now because each match that that dude has had on AEW, whether it be with a go-go or what we saw uh, uh, on Wednesday against Matt Seidel or, or I mean, what, every match he's had has been what? 12 to 20 minutes, Tommy. There hasn't been a ton of a backstory, but he's created the story. And in terms of cleanliness, like I, I think that's part of what of his knocks are, Tommy, is that Christian, much like Orton and much like some of these other guys, they're just so good. They almost make it look too easy, right? Especially in a WWE capacity. Watching him work in AEW and getting different matches out of these talents, Christian Cage might be the MVP of AEW for me in 2021. I, I just can't say how much I've enjoyed this brief uh, introduction run in AEW that Christian's had. I don't think it's talked about enough. Uh, going back to what we talked about in the beginning, full circle, when we talk about uh, appreciating things more. When you hear from the wrestlers, you know, for the longest time, Mark Henry, Bully, myself, we'd always talk about John Cena, John Cena, John Cena. The wrestling fans didn't get behind it, but we were like, trust me, he's the man. Same with Roman Reigns. Christian is that person as well. Um, Listen, another guy who we always say it, Matt Hardy, another person where it's this underappreciation though he goes out there and, you know, reinvents himself, but it's the underappreciation for his in-ring ability. John Morrison is another one who literally should be the face of a company because of all the things he can do. But Christian is on, and trust me, Christian hears what people would, would say, or Christian has this chip on his shoulder. Hey, WWE, I'm coming back here. I want to do this, this, and this. And whether they said we don't have any interest in you or we have uh, Edge is, I mean, think of the story they gave to Edge. You could have literally done that same story with Christian. You could have done that same story with Edge and Christian now together wanting to go get uh, a world title uh, shot or getting a world tag team title. Whatever drove him away, don't think that he's not going to go out there to prove that they made the wrong decision and he is killing it. But it's that once you get in the ring with somebody, you know, it, you, as a, as a performer, you'll hear, I've interviewed a lot of baseball players and I'll be like, who's the best player you ever heard. And you think they're going to, you ever played or saw, and you would think like, they're going to say this guy, this guy, and then they pull out this guy, like, no, man, you don't understand what he did 
uh, all these different things. And I'm like, wow, because it's from a different perspective because I've never played baseball, but with, with wrestlers, man, you're, you're going to get his mind and his in ring. He's yeah. out there. He has a chip on his shoulder. He wants to be the best. I'm sure he's gunning for Kenny Omega. And everything in his yep. mindset is, I want to be the champion of this company because somebody uh, didn't believe in me. But Christian has always believed in himself, and the wrestlers have always believed in Christian. Yeah. So I agree. And, uh, I agree 100%. And that match that he had, he, he's been killing it since his return because why? He's motivated. Yep. <clears throat> Chip on and the shoulder. That's how, it's, that's how it's supposed to be. Do you think Tom Brady literally needed another ring? He went to Tampa. And everyone was like, well, it's because you had the greatest coach uh, or you had all these weapons with you. Tom Brady literally left. Why? Because somebody offered him more money and he went and played on another team. And literally in that first year, he won a Super Bowl. So now you can never say it's because of the coach. You have to say because if it was the greatest coach. They would have played the Patriots this year. No, it's now because he's Tom Brady. And trust me, Christian is a Tom Brady good stuff it's also a dick but that's me personally but uh. (laughs) i'll leave that alone i'll leave that alone uh listen main event on wednesday that tag team championship between the young bucks and the varsity blondes uh i love that i love the promo it was i love the promo that the varsity blondes specifically pillman jr uh cut before the match i thought that was uh, really well done. I liked uh, afterwards with Kingston and Moxley coming in and taking the Dior's a little follow up on the uh, on the uh, drip there. And, 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 and I love Kingston. I mean, Eddie Kingston just seems like a guy who would knock you out and take your sneakers on the corner. So I just the visual of that great new great little thing that yeah. he did to make it even special. Yep, And it fit Kingston. Yeah. And it fit Kingston. Right. Like the character. Eddie, Eddie knows who he is and he's getting the opportunity to, to do it. Yep. Just Let's like Moxley. Moxley, as soon as he gets in the ring, drops the dude. You know, you made a, a crappy comment towards my wife. Phenomenal. Love and it. it was, and even the delivery, as you say, it, and he gets hit. I mean, the sell on just the audio, which I think Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone, it's the little things, Dreamer. Uh, they acknowledged it. I just, I laughed a little bit. I popped. There was, there was venom in the match. Absolutely. I love that as well. But, but, but my favorite thing about AEW, and I got to be honest, Tommy, I think it had a lot to do with the lead up on social media. Anthony Agogo. The Brit, as he is building this feud with Cody Rhodes, he's cutting these anti-American sort of promos on Twitter, talking about our food allergies and our poisoned food and and yada, yada, yada. Uh, I am very intrigued by Anthony Agogo and what he can be because he's listen, man, he's got the body, he's got the pedigree, he's got the athleticism. I always want to see the character development. I always want to see the 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 passion, right? The the venom on the microphone. Agogo, I mean he's he's young, dreamer, but at the work that he was doing on social media, the the stuff that he's saying on a microphone leading into this Cody feud, I like it, Tommy Dreamer. I, I agree and you know I saw some feedback uh from cody rhodes's promo cody rhodes's promo was friggin phenomenal about you know and they were like oh uh, an america versus uk feud is so old and i was like that is not the the feud that's going on um at all but cody's promo and, and like you also said the young bucks who are, you know, people would always chastise them and I'll be forever. The Young Bucks are the greatest modern day tag team going there. 
today. I love watching them and seeing the little nuances that uh, Matt Jackson is doing. And, and Tony Khan, who comes on the show on Wednesdays, yep. praises the heel work of the Young Bucks, and rightfully so, Absolutely. because they could do it in the ring. But for guys who have that ability, and we were talking about being heels, they like to be heels. They like to be booed. They, it's so easy for them to be cheered because of just their way they think, but then how they piece stuff together. And when they piece stuff together and you have just those little moments where they're like, why do you guys have to be such dicks? And then their dicks is great. And they are uh, an amazing heel tag team. They really are. That they are, and it might be the most heelish move as I sit here. I've said this every Saturday, taking my L's on the sneaker app at 7, uh, 7 a.m. Pacific and 10 a.m. Eastern, just taking L after L after L, and these dicks are out there in $10,000 Jordans, Dior's. They're out there with the breads. They have all the best shoes, and they're just rubbing it in our face every single week. It is a... Uh, <laughs> It's very specific heel work, Tommy Dreamer, but it is definitely resonating with me. I want to see the Young Bucks get the shit kicked out of them every Wednesday. And that is exactly what you want from some great heels. So Tommy Dreamer giving the nod to SmackDown. No complaints from me. SmackDown was an awesome, awesome show, as was NXT. But uh, the weekly winner for me, AEW on Wednesday. Just too much good stuff to ignore top to bottom. When we Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.